and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 78. Hello. Um, thanks for listening. And uh, what can I tell you? We have a, there's an album. Uh, Songs for the Struggling Artist now is not just a blogcast. It is a, an album. It is called Resistance Songs for the Struggling Artist. And it is now available on iTunes, Apple Music, which I don't quite understand how it's different from iTunes, but apparently it is. Um, something called Deezer, Spotify, and uh, Reverb Nation is where sort of this is all centered at the moment. There will be other um, music services added as time goes by. So if your preferred music retrieval system is not on that list, just wait. I think it will show up there. Um, yeah. So that's happening. Uh, pod, from podcast to, to record. You, y'all heard it here first. <laughs> um, so today, um, today's blog is, uh, I've gone back to the Generation X. Well, I'm sorry. I tried to avoid it. I really did. I did not think I was going to be back in Generation X land, I, I really was not going to do it, but I had to. <laughs> so this one is a, a little bit of a postscript to the rest of the series. Um, yeah, so why don't I just read it to you? It is called Generation X Part 8, The Coda. We are not going to take it. Y'all, you guys. I was done. I was totally done with this piece. I was not going to write another word about Generation X, but I just realized, in the midst of the current river of men being called to account for their years of harassment and abuse, that the majority of the women who kicked this off were Gen X women. Harvey Weinstein harassed, abused, raped, and assaulted women in their 20s when they were young, and no one cared what they thought then but those women are in their 40s and 50s now, and I don't think that's insignificant. I would also like to point out that Megan Tohey and Jody Cantor, the two women who broke the Weinstein story that jump-started this moment, are both Gen X as well. Generation X women have stepped out of our victim years and are stepping into our power. We thought we were the only ones, but have woken up to the fact that we are not alone. These aren't our middle-aged years. These are our power years, our witch years. We're not going to take it. We are sisters who twisted ourselves into knots for too long and know we're not going to take it anymore. Look at who is at the forefront of this moment. Tarana Burke, Alyssa Milano, Rose McGowan, Ashley Judd, Mira Sorvino, Salma Hayek, even Gwyneth Paltrow. These are all Generation X women. And now, with the Time's Up initiative, Gen Xers, Shonda Rhimes, Reese Witherspoon, and Jennifer Aniston have picked up the baton. This watershed moment was kicked off by Gen X women. But I have heard nary a peep about that. In fact, on The Brian Lehrer Show, there was a segment called The Generational Divide in the Me Too Movement. It was a conversation between a baby boomer and a millennial, about how differently those two generations see this moment. 
Gen X barely got a mention throughout the hour-long discussion. That's when I knew I had to come back to this Generation X opus. I do not think it was an accident that there was a 20-year gap between the crime and the reckoning. In part, it's the changing of the times, sure, but it is also that women stepping into our 40s and 50s are stepping into a new power. I suspect that young women are still dismissed when they make claims like this today. I suspect that young, attractive women are still less likely to report harassment or abuse, not because there's something weak about them, as I've heard some people say, WTF, but because young women are in an incredibly awkward position. They have a whole lot to lose. They have not much career behind them and a great deal to gain in the future. Predators prey on young women precisely because of that vulnerability of position. Young women have historically had no real authority and are judged almost exclusively on their ability to be pretty and compliant. Disrupt either of those and your currency as a young woman goes down dramatically. As we've seen, even just rejecting advances causes tremendous consequences. Mira Sorvino was blacklisted and had her entire career derailed because she fought off Weinstein's advances. Rose McGowan was called crazy for years because she said something at the time. Young women are believed less than older ones. And now that the majority of the actresses who were abused in their 20s are now in their 40s and 50s, there's nothing to lose and no reason to hide the truth anymore. That is, Gen X women are no longer really seen as bankable young women, so are now in a key position to call people on their shit. I also don't think the fact that many of these women are now mothers is insignificant. Every woman I know who became a mom became more fierce and stronger and determined to fight for their children to grow up in a better world. I know that that's a part of why my baby boomer mother is out resisting every day to make the world a better place for me. And Gen X moms are fighting not so much for themselves as for their children. Many Gen X women waited a while to have children and are now not only entering their power years, but are entering their power years with the ferocity of young children to defend. I think the moment that this movement will really soar is when all the dads join in too. Some are already on it, but At the moment, men are mostly still leaving the heavy lifting of social change to the women. While women addressed Me Too and Time's Up at the Golden Globes, the extent of participation for men at that ceremony was to wear a button. Gen X women kicked this off, and while I don't want to see us left out of the conversation, it is my hope that the cause gets lifted up by all genders from all generations so that Gen X won't have to keep this movement afloat by ourselves. We're good at going it alone, but change works better with everyone involved. In part, I think Gen X women are leading this movement because, at our age, we are suddenly confronted with not only the sexism we've endured for decades, but also ageism. The culture wants to put us out to pasture, and Gen X is just not having it. We won't accept invisibility. We won't accept things the way they've always been. Suddenly, our ability to call bullshit is coming in very handy. We're not going to take it anymore. Time's up. So, yeah. Uh, Maybe that's the end of the Gen X series. (laughs) I should never say never, apparently. 
Um, yeah. So podcast recommendations. Um, I think I have recommended almost every Gen X podcast host that I can think of. And I think, except for one, I think. Um, and I don't have evidence that uh, this podcast host is actually a Gen X sir. But I, in listening to a podcast recently, I was like, ah, the, the, the markers suggest a, 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 if not a Gen Xer, an Xennial. <laughs> um, I don't, I, it's, you know, with women, you don't want to necessarily out an age. So um, uh, let's just say I suspect her of Gen Xness, and she has some righteousness that I appreciate um, in a Gen X way. So uh, the podcast is Employee of the Month. Uh, Katie Lazarus is the host. She's fabulous. And she talks to all kinds of people that you want to hear from. Um, and it's usually pretty funny and enjoyable. I think she does it mostly as a live show uh, at the public theater. Um, but occasionally she'll talk to someone, uh, you know, just one on one as well. But she's had some really just um, lovely conversations. And I feel like particularly lately, um, she's been um, grappling with the stuff we've all been grappling with. So um, check out the recent episodes of Employee of the Month by Katie Lazarus and uh, enjoy it. Um, so for the song today, I, I think this, this post almost came out of the song. And when I realized that this song was going to be uh, like, I was like, I have to write that we're not going to take it post. If you're not Gen X, you probably don't get the reference. Um, or may, uh, maybe you do, actually, because there are so many views on this video. <laughs> um, so maybe everyone knows Twisted Sisters, we're not going to take it. Um, it is campy as hell and almost hilarious now and, and probably always was hilarious. I, I didn't understand it at the time. I think I was in middle school maybe when the, when this song came out. Um, I, I never really liked it, uh, but it was, it just made me laugh every time I thought about having to sing this Twisted Sister song. <laughs> so I thought, well, if it, if, if it cracks me up, then I, I have to do it. So, so I have. It's been an interesting journey of trying to learn it. Um, it's not complicated. It's just like, yeah, I, well, you'll hear. <laughs> you'll hear what it is. But what's funny about it is that when listened to with the appropriate ear, you're like, is this song about women's rights? So I've decided to, to think that it is, even though it absolutely was not written to be so. Um, but, but it is now for me. Um, so yeah, I, I tried to sort of explore doing it, um, with my brand new electric guitar. Um, and it just sounded just like, it's like, I, I'm never gonna be a metal girl. <laughs> so like, I feel like I could do that on like a folk song, but doing it on an actual metal song just wasn't going to fly. So um, I pulled it way back, and this is the like acoustic-y, acoustic, folkiest folk Twisted Sister song you ever did here. So enjoy. <laughs> We're not going to take it by Twisted Sister. We 
take it We're not gonna take it anymore We've got the right to choose And there ain't no way we'll lose it This is our fight, this is our song We'll fight the powers that be Just don't pick our destiny Cause you don't know us, you don't be Take it anymore.